Our children leave us 100% kindergarten ready based on not just our internal research, but those through our partners that fund us. That's huge. That's Most really children huge. in Tennessee are not even reading at the proper age level by fourth or fifth grade. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Missions That Made Them. I am your host, Jason Verdelli. This isn't just a podcast, but rather it's a movement. It's a movement designed to make the world a better place by bringing more awareness to the great work of the people and organizations making a difference. And more importantly, how you can help. We live in a world today surrounded by a narrative in the media that focuses in on negativity and draws attention to the problems, but not the solutions. Our guests represent solutions not the problems. And with that, I am super excited today to introduce our guest, uh, Alyssa DeToro with McNeely Center for Children. And these guys are just doing absolutely amazing things for families uh, to help ed- 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 children everywhere from six weeks all the way up to five years. Uh, I, I have a four-year-old, four-and-a-half-year-old right now at home, and I can think what it was like at six weeks, just the, the management of that and, and all the things that go into that. And, and it's obviously it's a tough, tough point in uh, time, obviously, for, for some new parents especially. Uh, so I'm super excited to uh, dive in to, to learn what they're about um, and, uh, and more importantly, again, how you can help. How, we, how you, the listener, the, the listener, the watcher of this uh, interview, how you can uh, be a part of the solution, how you can support them. And I think together, uh, collectively, we have the ability to make this world a greater place by doing so. Without further ado, though, let's jump right in. So, Alyssa, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me on today. Excellent, excellent. So, Alyssa, uh, tell us a little about the McNeely Center for Children and just you know everything you guys do. Yes. So McNeely is on five acres in East Nashville. So from where we sit, we can see downtown. And we've been right on this spot since 1916, providing childcare for those that need us most. And I love that story because I think of what in the world has happened since 1916, wars, depressions, um, a lot has happened, and we have been that continuity for not only this current generation, but those before it. We have those that are dropping their grandchildren off to us, and I know that it's just really reassuring for them to know like this something that was really great for them in their previous iterations of life as a parent or a niece or a cousin dropping someone off, we're still here for that. And more importantly, while we provide early childcare services, we are really trying to bring our families out of poverty and make new generational molds for our families as well. So through our family engagement coordinator and our family empowerment program, our families can really set goals for themselves. Maybe you are ready to get your GED. Maybe you're ready to go to college or get your uh, driver's license. We have the staff here to help you with those goals as well. And I think that's what makes us really unique. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, I, I thought it was yeah. really cool too, checking out your website that you help out the parents because obviously you're yes. providing these services to the children with the children, but you know, the parents also need that help, right? They're, they're going back to school or they're in job training and, and other things that you mentioned on your website there. I think that's just so cool. Absolutely. We 
all know what it's like to need somebody, right? Care, oh, yeah. whether you have a young child or not, care is something that we need throughout our lives. But more importantly, our youngest citizens can't advocate for themselves. It's up to my team here um, to do that for them. And also yeah. advocate for our parents when they need it. Parenting's yeah. scary. I have my own child. He just turned five. There's a lot to navigate. Some of Very our families scary. are really afraid to um, reach out for help and assistance, whether their child might be struggling with something. And so I think the more people we have in our village, the more we feel supported and we can just be our full selves, which is what we all want for our children, right? Right. Well, and that's a, I think the biggest thing too is knowing that you're not alone. Big part of the the, the solution here is to and and I love about doing this podcast because you just get introduced to all sorts of nonprofits, right? Like just to, the understanding all the different services that are available uh, right at our fingertips. But the uh, it's just knowing that you have that community support uh, and not just for your children and everything, but also for yourself as you go through uh, different times of your life. Uh, so yes. and I can totally relate to you having uh, you have a five year old, I have four year old, so. It's uh, yeah, they 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 uh, they keep moving. That's for sure. They they keep yes. getting faster and jump higher and everything else. So it does. Uh, yes. yeah, and more importantly, we are building those that will care for us. These are future teachers, doctors, lawyers, congressmen, everybody, musicians, yeah. authors. We have to really encourage them and grow their brains. And more yeah. importantly, I try to have people remember what it was like to be a child and that sense of wonder and remembering what it is like to have that. And so yeah. many of our children don't have that, unfortunately. They're coming from really hard situations. Some of them might have a parent incarcerated. They might mm -hmm. be living in transitional housing. These are really big adverse childhood experiences. And so we've yeah. got a really heavy duty, um, but an important one. To, to mitigate those and create something different for our families and our children. Yeah. So Alyssa, one of the questions, one of the things I always want to understand is, is sort of how you got to where you're at mm -hmm. and, and what really drove you to the McNeely Center for Children. Yeah. So can you tell us that story? Absolutely. I have been in Nashville about nine years and have always heard about McNeely and known that it's a really quality nonprofit. And so when I knew that they were looking for a new executive director, I felt like I had the skills that they needed and the fundraising uh, capabilities. My background is in early childhood education. It's all I've ever done. Um, and my graduate degree is in urban studies. So figuring mm. out how the inner city can better advocate for itself and elevating the lives of those that live within the urban community. And so McNeely is the best place for me to do that right here in the heart of Nashville and ensuring that the children that most need us, the underserved and the community of color are getting what they need to excel in life. That's awesome. You know, and what I really love about and I see or what I see consistently is is how people kind of get to where they're at and what draws them to the organization is that everything is really connected to their personal mission and per personal purpose. <laughs> you know, yes. and I think that's the, it's 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 key to 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 find those things in life, I, th I feel, because it draws you to the things that you really that are going to really provide you with those enriching experiences in a career. Uh, you know, so going uh, back to that, I guess, you know, what. Uh, you know, what really, what, what were you seeing before? Where, where do you, where do you, I guess, where do you see the gap right now 
yeah. with with what McNeely Center is doing, and then just maybe the gap with sort of um, you know maybe communities that don't have this same opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the main issue is that we don't treat early childhood education as a public good in our in our country. Um, mm. We know that the return on investment for early childhood education is 13 percent, which is a lot better than most business decisions that people make yeah. and invest their money in. Additionally, 62 percent of women that have a child under one are in the workplace. It makes good business sense to make sure your employees can come to work and that they have safe, reliable child care. And so the biggest gap right now is for myself and others who are advocates for early childhood to really help those that, um, whether you have children or not, understand that this is very crucial. It's very important for the infrastructure of not only our city, but our country as we grow and want to remain competitive uh, with with our competitors in every single way. Yeah. Well, and like I like what you say too. It's it's really something. The return on investment is is there. Mm-hmm. What you say it was thirteen percent. Yeah. So, uh, and how do they get that? I'm just curious. How do they find are these studies done? By- yes, there's lots of lovely longitudinal studies done on the benefit of early childhood education, but more importantly, play based social emotional learning centers like McNeely. Our mm. children leave us 100 percent kindergarten ready based on not just our internal research, but those through our partners that fund us. That's huge. Mm, that's Most really children huge. in Tennessee are not even reading at the proper age level by fourth or fifth grade. Wow. Our children are leaving with amazing vocabulary words. They were talking about mobility when I walked into one of our classrooms earlier, our three-year-old room. What is mobility? What does that yeah. look like? What are some things that have mobility? Really great conversations. And remembering that we cannot push learning down, right? Right. You have to excite and ignite the mind before it will learn. Our job is to make lifelong learners, not teach them images and memory. We are supposed to inspire and really excite them. Well, I agree 100%. I think it's if you can provide – you provide the environment for Mm – for the children where they want to do it, you know, and also uh, I'm a big proponent on uh, taking, having the control of that education, not always being coming in from the government or the top down, so to speak, and being saying, this is what you have to learn. This is everything else. Whereas if you believe in the organization that you're, you have the organization like yours, which has the ability to, to control that and to adjust that learning experience. I think that is, that's really a big part of the solution. I think in, today's society. Uh, Absolutely. And we've got to encourage our children to do more hands-on learning. I love when people come to McNeely and they get to see um, our chickens. We have some lovely domesticated hens. We have a monarch garden. We have huge, like I said, we sit on almost five acres where our children can grow and run around and explore. They're not doing sheets. They're Mm. really getting excited, getting their hands dirty. Um, You know, anytime you look at our social media, you can see they're stomping in the mud and running around. And that's, that's what childhood is for. And more importantly, that's what <laughs> adulthood can be for. We should be having fun and excited Good. about life every day as long as well with the kids. And I think for me and my staff, that's what makes this job the best is we get to see a sense of wonder every single day. Whereas a lot of people don't see that in their job. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think, the biggest thing right now is is that 
I think is that you go from this thing of childhood where it's okay to be dirty and okay to make mistakes and okay mm-hmm. to whatever. And then all of a sudden we get to like this adulthood period. Yeah. And all of a sudden now it's like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, you messed up, you failed, or, you know, the society in itself, I think has a way yeah. of, uh, looking down upon those things, you know, if you, again, for failure or trying things and say, okay, well, that person, you know, and I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying it's for the optimists out there. Obviously this isn't you, but uh, it can be very discouraging, I think, for, uh, for an organization or for a, um, uh, for a person to say, Hey, I'm going to try something new. I'm actually going to follow my passion. And I think that's a big thing too, Mm -hmm. is if you're instilling that at a young age, you know, at, at, uh, they say, what is it? I think it was in, I think it was on your website somewhere, but it said like the zero, what is it? Uh, the first three years of mm-hmm. uh, children, that's the, they're the most transformative uh, years of a child's brain. Actually, they're actually the, the person throughout their entire life. It's the most transformative years. So, yeah. but if you think about it, you're, you're, you're doing, which is a huge part of the solution is you're creating the environment you're creating the, the platform and the foundation for them. So as they become yes. in their twenties and thirties and forties, they're a like true oh. new society. And when you yes. think about it like that, like people are like, why do you work with little kids? And I'm like, do you understand? We are shaping our future citizens into a more equitable, kind, passionate, empathetic world. And that for me is so exciting. I know a few weeks ago, I walked into one of our classrooms um, and there was a child crying and the other children without being prompted from their teacher stopped their day to check on another child. These are four-year-olds, four-year-olds doing this. I don't know many adults that go out of their way to check on someone else and say, Hey, you look like you're really struggling. How can I best support you. And so when I see those things happen with little people, that's what really drives me, makes me passionate and gives me goosebumps. Because I'm like, if they're doing this at four, think about these children at 14, at 24. Think about the um, cognitive equilibrium that they'll have to make wise choices. Mm -hmm. Think about the advocacy work that they can do for the people that don't always have the ability to speak for themselves. And so I know for me, I get excited about being almost geriatric and watching these kids kind of uh, take this world by storm, really, with just so many more tools than we ever had. We're really, and I think I'm, a, I'm approaching 40 at the moment. So it's, it's, uh, looking at that and saying, oh, how do we learn? Well, how can we learn from the four year olds? <laughs> right. Oh so my gosh. the yes. people that are going through these programs and, and, and man, are they, they learning everything about empathy and learning everything about creating a better society. And I think that yes. right there also gives us hope because it's, you know, uh, when you see this is, you know, organizations like yours. You know, I look at that. If you could take that at a mass scale, if every mm-hmm. society, every area could do this, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're the future leaders of our country are going to have a completely different viewpoint that we have no yep. idea what no that idea really is going to end up being. No idea. no idea. I think about it. I'm like, do you know what negotiations will look like with all these people that are just so calm, reassured, know how to handle conflict appropriately? understand what to do yeah. with their big emotions. I yeah. I mean, it's like I said, I, I see it here, but even in my own home, right? It's humbling to watch my own, my five-year-old the other day was like, mom, that was not a nice tone. We need to try, you know, yeah. and man, how humbling <laughs> is that to be like, dang it, this is, 
yeah, you're right. I need to try again. But one, I love that you feel safe enough to say that, right? We, yes. You feel safe enough in this relationship to say, hey, I didn't like that because I never felt that way as a child. But more importantly, that you knew like this isn't appropriate and we need to try again. So mm-hmm. I, I love when they catch us telling them the same things we tell them because I'm like, yeah. yep, you're right. I, yep. It is is constantly humbling, as you know, even as a parent, but it is incredibly humbling when you have almost 200 little people all the time to tell you uh, really what you're doing right and wrong. That's got to be a unique experience because it's, I don't ever remember my childhood being that way. (laughs) You know, Ah. now I went through the, you know, I went through and I didn't go through that exact experience, you know, but it's, yeah, I mean, it's, if you can learn that. If they can learn that early, which they are there, it's part of your programming is I, I think that the society, the, the world, if the world could take it, you know, even just understand, like pick your brain a little bit on, on yeah. some of the, the programming. Well, I don't think people realize versus, most of your life is soft skills. Your executive skills really that are, um, those are not what keep you in a job. That's not what keeps you thriving in life. It is your soft skills, your people skills, yes. how you interact mm-hmm. with others. That is where people thrive. And so um, I always tell our families, it's great if your five-year-old can speak Mandarin Chinese, but if they don't know how to handle their emotions, right. that's not a useful skill, right? No. Yeah, you could be the most talented person. You could be everything else. But man, if you cannot communicate that appropriately, yes. it's... I want to be around you. Yeah. Yeah, we're, you know, it's 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 things like empathy. It's things like uh, being able to to listen. Yes. You know, just those types of skills. I mean, it's like you want to take these, you know, uh, the people out in society that we see on the news and everything else, and you're like, hey, people, why don't you go to the McNeely Center and yeah. and 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 take a lesson from some of the students there because they're going to teach you something about. Uh, really what solution oriented programming is about because we get programmed as we, as we get older, right? Actually, Absolutely. As actually, as we're young, we're really programmed, right? right. Uh, and, and it becomes ch- harder and you become less malleable as you get older. Yes. And so I want people to understand that the, the work we're doing here and people, you know, yes, we're providing early childhood educational services, but really we're doing some really amazing work. Um, we've seen some great changes within our children. Yeah. We have some love. I mean, we have teachers that have been here 30, 40 years, which is just crazy to me. I mean, that's yeah. a long time to commit to, to somewhere and saying, it is. I believe in this place. I believe in its mission. I believe in its vision. And I am here for, for life. You know, I'm here. I'm committed. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. Man, I wish you were here right now because, I you yeah. know, I just... It is truly such a, a special place. Um, it is such a refuge for so many of our families that have a lot going on. And as I said, so many of our children have adverse childhood experiences. And I, I love that we can be that for them. They come in the door and they know that they have extra support. They know they have a safe place to land. And more importantly, when you know you have somewhere safe, you can really start to grow in other ways. Mm-hmm. If yep. you're in that fight or flight kind of mind frame, some of our children are in, they're not hearing. You can't learn or teach or grow in that way. And so Mm-mm. care in the act of caring, what we do is is actually a skill. It's truly, I mean, not everybody can stay in a classroom with 
14 or 15 small people that need them and have mm -hmm. multiple different needs. And right. I mean, it is a right. magical what they're doing. It is not for the light yeah. for the week. And I always say, if you think you can be a preschool teacher, I invite you to come um, see what uh, my staff does all day. Yeah. That, that, you know, our, my son right now goes to preschool and mm -hmm. I just think I see the pictures, I see everything that they're, you know, uh, they're getting dirty. They're doing all this other stuff, but every kid kind of, kind of has their own, uh, at that age, especially that you're, you're uh -huh. programming them. Yeah. Their I own mean, wants, their own needs, their own family yeah. dynamic, their own things that make them tick. And maybe you didn't sleep well last night and maybe you didn't eat enough breakfast and you can't right. communicate that. So it's up to this yeah. magic maker this yeah. true magic maker to figure out these wants, these needs, and how to best support this child, right? When they're, mm -hmm. when their safe place is gone, how do we become that next safe place? And I, I know that our families, the feedback has just been phenomenal in the last few months yeah. of what would we do without you? Um, especially yeah. with the pandemic and being distant from people. Yeah. It's, and, and and they clearly are miracle, miracle workers. I mean, those are the true true miracle workers as as adults, especially. I mean, we get to deal with adults, which sometimes can be real a real. Or my in my world, it could be uh, challenging yeah. some days, but it's it's yeah. not yeah. near because not near the level of 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 attention and listening and empathy that you have to have in that in that age uh, to to teach at that age, right? To influence right. A, a child that early to make age. you feel safe. And then yeah. say, now that your brain is safe, let's see what we can learn together today, right. right? This is a partnership. And I think that people forget that. And that's something that's different is, um, you're not teaching two children or at them, right? You really right. have to be able to see where their passion lies and where, where they are excited about kind of taking the mm -hmm. lesson. And so I think that that is something our staff does really well as well. Yeah. That's, and I truly see everything that you're doing really is, is a part of the solution, right? Everything we talk about here in this podcast, which is all about, you know, what, what, how can you become part of the solution and not the problem? You know, so it's, it's everything you're doing. If, if every single, I believe if every single community could do that, um, I mean, take a chance, you know, take a chance, go to the, go to your website, take a, uh, and, and find yes. out what you guys are doing. Um, and obviously Absolutely. if you're in the area. Or, or if you're in the area and, and you don't even, you don't have children or if you do, I mean, this is, if you believe, here's what I would say. If you believe Simon Sinek, I think he said, always says, if people believe what you believe, they'll follow you. They'll do anything. Yep. Um, so if you believe in a better tomorrow, you believe that we have the ability to, we have the ability to support an organization that's, that's programming kids in the right way. Right where where education isn't coming from the top down. If you if you are tired of that model, which I think a lot of people are these days, you know this is an organization that you need to support. Absolutely, one hundred percent. So I mean, you know, uh, how can they? How can somebody listening to this? I mean, that's intrigued. Uh, first off, uh, share your website. Uh, but then more importantly, yeah. how, can, how can they get involved? I mean, you know, I, I believe in this one hundred percent. So. You know, uh, give what are some of the methods? Uh, you know, donations, uh, volunteerism, and what what uh, options do people have to support you? So our website, it's just McNeely Center for Children. We're the only one, so we'll pop right up. <laughs> we do have a fundraiser yeah. coming up April 10th, um, a tennis event that we are currently fundraising for. 
but on the website, you can find our Amazon wish list that we constantly update with large items, small items that people can donate. Um, I've had some really, really great conversations with people not in Nashville via Zoom that want to volunteer with us virtually, maybe recording stories or doing some virtual um, tours of where they live, or maybe they have a cool um, hobby or career. Maybe you're a beekeeper and you would like to talk to our children. Um, But I've had some really great Zoom conversations with people who are interested in kind of donating to us and seeing their dollars do some good on the ground, whether they're here or not. And so, you know, people are always welcome to email me. My email is just alyssa.detoro at mcneelycenter.org. And I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and that, I mean, I have the only name of mine, so it's really easy yeah. to find me. That's awesome. So Alyssa, it's been great having you on. I think Thank you, know, you for Jason. Any- absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and for anybody listening that truly believes in a better way to educate our, ed- educate our children and ed- educate the future leaders of tomorrow. Uh, if you are, as, as Alyssa had mentioned, if you are somebody that has a skill or that wants to be able to volunteer to be able to become part of this mission, part of this solution, then take action today. Take action today. I think the 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 biggest thing that you can possibly do as as a listener, as somebody uh, that believes in being part of the solution and, and and not the problem, you know, this is this is absolutely a great organization to to support. Uh, but again, it's it's all ultimately going to be to our own benefit, right? Down as we as 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 the evolution of society takes place. Uh, you know, we're going to have greater leaders. We're going to have uh, leaders that are empathetic, that can that can listen. Uh, we're going to have this is going to be a part of our society. So, I mean, that's I mean, what a better way if you even yeah, if you I have your money. Movies aren't going anywhere. No, they're not. Yeah. Well, and, and <laughs> somebody like me who's not maybe the best with uh, teaching per se. <laughs> I mean, I have 100 percent appreciation for all of that work. Um, but, uh, you know, even, uh, somebody like myself, you know, who doesn't, uh, have the, maybe some of those skills to, te- I mean, teach, uh, to that audience, especially, uh, to, that's a whole different right. world, uh, and that, but, uh, you know, donating your dollars, you know, what a better way than to, uh, to support an organization to become part of that, man, what a better, you don't get a better feeling than to, uh, to, to donate some of your heart, you know, hard earned money into something that's going to return on an investment, not only for, yes. uh, the, to make you feel better, but also for society as a whole, right? 13%, right? Uh, that that uh, that there's actually a return on investment to to better education. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, uh, yeah, Alyssa, anything else before we before we uh, st- uh, jump off here? No, it was awesome speaking with you. I'm always excited when people will let me um, talk about McNeely and the the great work that my team does. Yeah, well, and and as I see it too, I mean, it's really it's just fascinating to know that there's so many great organizations like yours that are out there. And that's really the point of this podcast is to bring light of it. I mean, to, to, to have it as a jump off point for, you know, being part of the solution. So go to the website, check them, you know, check out everything that your organization is doing, become involved. That's really what we're doing here at the missions that made them is to, to bring awareness to the to the great work that everybody is doing, and, and Alyssa, your organization is is absolutely a part of that group. Uh, so excited Thank to you. to have you, and and more importantly, for anybody else out there, you have the ability right now to to become part of the solution 
just by sharing, just by taking this video and sharing it up on YouTube, share it out to your social media, share it to your email list. I mean, share it to as many people as you possibly can. If you truly yes, believe please. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you truly believe that in taking it, taking, being a part of the solution of education uh, and, and, and work partnering with organizations that can truly program their own education uh, that uh, have a very, um, they have a very good, solid belief in what uh, the future holds. You know, they're very optimistic. If you believe in a better future tomorrow, uh, again, click the share button here. Be sure to subscribe to the, uh, the missions that made them here, here, uh, wherever this is at, wherever you're listening on to here. And more importantly, again, today, uh, make sure you go and, and uh, check out the McNeely Center uh, for children. Again, Google it. Uh, if you can't, if you're not thinking of the spelling right now, just go Google it. Uh, like I said, it's the first thing that only pops up. So, um, Alyssa, thanks again. And uh, for everybody listening, tune in next time. Thank you.